Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today, I believe you are in for a great show because I have a very special guest. This guest was dubbed the real-life Wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. He is the best-selling author of the book, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. He is the host of the Art of Making Things Happen podcast. He's a sought-after coach and speaker at a variety of networks, groups, and associations, as well as the Pentagon and Harvard twice. In addition, he is a repeat guest here at the Make Each Click Count podcast. A big welcome to Steve Sims. How have you been, Steve? I've been good. I'm busy, but thanks for having me. You know, that is one of our first questions is that you've been really busy. I, I follow you on social media and I, I see us speaking all over the place. Is there an underlying message at the different places you speak? Is it an underlying theme or is it just different everywhere you go? You know, that's a fantastic question. Um, and the answer is there's always going to be an underlying theme and thread. And that is how good we are, or sadly, just how atrocious we are at the ability to communicate today. And so whether I'm at a real estate convention, a marketing, a branding, a motivational thing, whatever it is, it always comes down to our ability and inability to communicate. And do you have, you know, some speakers have a set number of speeches, you know, some just have one. Do you customize it for the audience or is it really the same topic, just just kind of geared for who's who's listening? So the basic premise is always the same, um, but they are always tailored and tweaked and edited, not only for the audience, but for the temperature. And that's what a lot of speakers don't always pay attention to. Actually, funny enough, the, the best uh, groups to pay attention to temperature of a room are comedians. Okay, Comedians always have to have a damn good warm-up act first so that any jokes they give afterwards land really easily. Speakers, very rarely, they, they say, oh, know your audience. But know the temperature of the room. Pay attention as to who's going on before you. So mm -hmm. whenever I get a gig, I'll always be like, well, that's great. Okay, who are the people? What are the demographics? Why are they there? And who's on before me? Who are the like the three speakers prior to me? And what are they going to be taught and, and being give being given? So I know what the temperature is going to be. If they get up there and all of a sudden the person be, uh, before me gave a very heartfelt speech and the entire audience is crying. Me coming on going, hey, how you doing? You're having a great time. I'm going to sound like a moron. So I think it's very important for you to understand who you're talking to, understand what they need to know, but also understand the temperature that they're currently in. 
Now, speaking of temperature, we're we're in a different changing economic environment. Where do you feel that the biggest opportunity is right now for somebody looking to expand their influence online? <laughs> there has never been a better time than now. It's, you know, COVID was a precious gift to people trying to get that message out there. You see, temp- temperature is something I talk about a lot. In today's temperature, we're not tolerant. Now, would you say you're a salesman? I'm a salesman, yes. Right, okay. Anyone that's got a product that goes out or a voice or anything, that's some form of salesman. Now, how many times in your past years have you been trying to buy something and the salesman has suddenly gone down a funnel with you and you know you're going down, you, you almost can't avoid it, but you kind of go, I, I don't want to buy these hair products, but wow, this is a slick line. I really, They always say you, no one's easier to sell to than a salesman. Um, but how many times have you been down that, that flow and those one-liners and you've gone, well, I kind of respect the art here. This is a bit slick. Have you ever had that? I've had that. Right. Now we don't like it. Today, we're not tolerant on it because today we've been fed with one-liners since the beginning of COVID. We've had everything from Me Too, Black Lives, Asian hate, politics, war, disease, controversy, all of these different things. We as a, as a species have never been more um, di- uh, di- um, diluged, with, that's probably not the right term, with noise. So we have no tolerance anymore. I need clarity. I've got a toilet that needs to be fixed. Fix it. I've got a problem with my marketing. Fix it. I've got this. I need this. Now, because of that, we're searching for that clarity. We're not tolerant to any of the BS and the pretty little people leaning up against cars they don't own. So when you go online and you can be crystally clear, you you make it very easy for someone out there to go, now this is a person I like. So in today's game, you want to get a head start of marketing, branding, expanding your company, clearly and concisely explain the solution you provide to which market, and you'll find no better growth than today. Now, most of the listeners on this show are e-commerce business owners, e-commerce marketers. But what advice would you give to somebody just starting an e-commerce business compared to, to somebody, say, doing $2 million a year already? Um, the advice is the same. You see, the, the daft thing today is the playing field changes every three months. You know, you look at COVID, you look at politics, you look at the, the riots, you look at all of these things. Everything caused our temperature to change. A lot of marketers are brilliant at knowing the audience. Crap at understanding the temperature. You see, let's see, let's say for argument's sake, something happens tomorrow. We've got inflation coming at us, recession, depression, all of these different things. Let's say for argument's sake, there was news that the aliens had landed. That would be something else for us to be bothered about. It would alter our temperature. Let's just say for argument's sake, tomorrow, the war ended. Inflation stopped. Again, our temperature would change. The audience would stay the same. But the Mm -hmm. temperature to change. Really, I don't care if you're starting off in e-marketing. I don't care if you've been around for 50 years in the thing. You've got to focus not only 
your community, but what mood are they in? Now, you've, you've touched on a lot of things that's happening now, and I hate to put you on the spot, but if you had a magic ball where you could see the business environment next 12 or 18 months, where, where do you foresee things going? What business environment? Do you want to, do you want to nail it down or do we want to talk generic? <laughs> let's uh, let's talk generic. Where do you see people buying online? Is do you see people returning to the stores more now that COVID's getting biased? Do you see online getting bigger and bigger, um, just continuing on the same trajectory? Where where do you see that going? So I see the uh, I see e-commerce becoming bigger. Um, I see more people buying online. I know me personally, I like to buy as much as I can online, but let's understand why we actually go in a store. Nine times out of 10, people go into to the store to understand the quality, the brand, what it stands for, and then they buy it online. But for me, I'll often go in there as well because of the communication. I'll go into like a bike store because of the camaraderie. You know, I'm buying bike parts from a bike shop from a dude that likes bikes, you know? So there's a camaraderie. You got to understand when it gets down to the basic principles of us being human, we like to connect. There will be, I believe, a revolt. And I think that everyone's trying to get online because it's convenient, but then we miss out on the whole, what's the point of a Saturday afternoon? Now, I think the world of the malls are going, but look at Tesla. Tesla sell cars in malls because they want to give you the experience. They went to where people were on a Saturday afternoon and they were the first car company to ever do that. I think that there's going to be just as much online growth. I think that's not going to slow down, but I think there's also a requirement. And a lot of people I've seen doing this for pop-ups, even Amazon are doing pop-ups. Now there's a motorcycle store online. have done incredibly well called Revzilla. They've now started pop-ups. There are companies that do jewelry online, started doing pop-ups here in Malibu. So I think the pop-up store where people can actually go in and interact, just get a little bit of a feeling on it. I think that's going to grow. Let's switch gears now and, and talk about your new book, Go For Stupid, The Art of Achieving Ridiculous Goals. What's the book about and when will it be available? Well, that's the easy bit. It's available on October the 18th. And I've got to tell you where it came from before I can tell you what it's about. On March, I forget what the exact date was on March when uh, COVID told Los Angeles that we were going to be clamped down. I actually was a bit happy because I was always on flights. And the one thing that we got from COVID was more time. It was like us being given a nine day week. We had more time. We didn't have to go out. We didn't have to see people. It was more time for us to create impact. But it was also the period of great excuse. And I really hate the fact that everyone was like, oh, COVID, it's, I can't connect. I can't meet people. I can't go to the gym. It really made me smile when people were stood there going, oh, I can't go to the gym when they were never going to the gym beforehand. <laughs> But we found it as a great excuse. And do you remember seeing the amount of people on social going, well, what can I binge watch on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. This was a phenomenal opportunity to us. And again, understand what it did to us as as a species. We're pack animals. When you stick an animal in a cage for a long time and then you go and try and pet it, What does it do? It bites you. It doesn't reward you for coming in to say hi. It's got anguished. It's got angry. It's got annoyed. It's got pent up. All of that frustration 
and then it'll bite your hand as you come into that petting cage. Now, we had that in a time where for two years we couldn't connect. What did we start doing? We started biting each other. The gotcha society was suddenly developed. The cancer culture culture was developed. Oh, I don't want that anymore. Oh, look at him. He dressed up as a penguin in 1967. That's biased to penguins. He should be cancelled forever. We had protests, marches that came about because we were pent up and frustrated. Go for stupid actually started off because I started posting on my Instagram pages, I suppose slightly harsh attacks at these kind of people that were blaming other people for their inefficiencies. And then I started delving into it a bit more. And I realized that in today's world, we're not frightened of trying. We're actually not even frightened of failing. We're frightened of people seeing us fail and giving them ammunition to be canceled on some kind of Instagram post. Now, if you look at all of the people we revere, you look at Elon Musk, Larry Page, Steve Jobs, name someone that you revere and admire And they went for stupid goals. They went for goals that were literally laughable until they were achieved, and then we applauded them. And I couldn't understand why we're in a society where we actually want to build people up and then quite simply drag them down. So I started looking at my life. I started looking at how I deal with with people, how I deal with relationships, how I deal with connections. And then I started having conversations with some of the greatest people I know. And there's quotes in there from Elon Musk and Jay Abraham and Elton John, where we've actually been able to converse about what is going on in today's world Mm -hmm. and what you can do to change your mindset. Because 99% of the problems today start off in your head. And if you can change the mindset of which you receive this information, let, let, let me give you a perfect example. You know when someone comes over to your house one day and they bought a new car? And let's say, for argument's sake, it's a funny shade of mustardy yellow. And you look at this car and you think, I have never seen that color car before in my life. It's ridiculous. It's bloody ugly. When you're driving down the road, what's the only color car, color of a car you can see? It's going to be that yellow. Now, just imagine if that was your mindset tuned for opportunity. At the moment, all we can see is negativity, negativity, conspiracy, politics, you know, hatred. And so what do we see? But if all of a sudden you start looking at that yellow car and going, hey, that's opportunity. What do you see every day? And entrepreneurs became hugely successful in a bad market because they trained their mind to be receptive to opportunity. And my old dad used to say, and he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. He said, the richest guy on a rainy day is the guy selling the umbrellas. I honestly welcome what's going on because people aren't going to stop spending money. They're going to question where they spend money. And if you're value, then you're going to get more of these clientele. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. 
And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. So is the book... Is it like a? Is it more of a how-to? Here's how you create the goals. This is what you do next, or is it a bunch of inspirational stories? What What's the layout of the book? I'm always concerned when I use the word inspirational. You can be great because you know I don't know if you can. Um, but there is a lot of little stories in there. What I've got up to over my years and who I've dealt with. So there's a lot of little stories I've I've I talk in there about some of the relationships, some of the amazing things I pulled off uh, some very powerful people, but then how they view the mindset, how they view. So it's got the antidotes, it's got stories, but it's also got tactics and tips in how to be able to train it. So it's no good me sitting there and going, well, you know, Elon Musk and myself, you know, mindset, blah, 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 without going, and this is what you need to do. And we've actually done it. So that at the end of every chapter, there's actually a little worksheet there. So that worksheet is there for you to be able to uh, tweak how you actually see things and hopefully get you seeing those mustard car versions of opportunities from each chapter. Now, your first book, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen, I mean, it was fantastic. It's one of my favorite business books. I've, I've read it two times. Is this a new book? Is it, does it expand on the first book or is it a completely separate thought? Um, I don't think it's a separate thought because it's still from the mind of a below average bricklayer from East London that just happens to be doing this. So um, I don't think it's a completely new thought. I do believe it's a complete standalone. So it's not one of these books where you've got to go, well, I'll get go for stupid, but I better get blue fishing first. You can do both. You can do either or. Bluefish had my origins, my stories, how I did it. But as hopefully you would agree, it gave some ideas of how you could stand out in a very noisy environment. This takes that theme a lot further, how to identify what your unicorn is and how to really surpass all of your competition by purely just showing up as you and really focusing on the sole thing you need to today, which is the two C's, clarity and communication. Which book is better? Wow, which pro- which book answers which problem? Um, that's that's like asking is you know, can you do a haircut with a lawnmower? Um, I don't know. I will say this: my wife read read Blue Fishing, and we didn't expect Blue Fishing to actually be successful. Certainly didn't expect it to be a worldwide bestseller. When I wrote this book, I was very nervous, but also aggravated, which is how a lot of people write their books. Uh, I was aggravated enough to hopefully get people to change so I get a bit more of the kind of world I want to live in. My wife read it and actually came into the bedroom one night. She said, I finished the book. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah. And she went, it was actually a lot better than blue fishing. 
I was like, wow, but I don't know what that means. I reckon somebody could read this and find that it gets them, you know, in the right mindset and then look at Bluefish and go, well, that's some nice little stories. And then I reckon other people could read Bluefish and get more energy from it from Go For Stupid. But I think you've really got to focus on what are you today? Do you want to increase your standards? Do you want to learn how not to settle? All those people out there trying to fit in, do you realize you're not supposed to? Therefore, this is how you're supposed to go forward. You know, for all those aggravated people that want more from the life, I would definitely say go for stupid. Did you ever think you'd be writing a second book? My God, I never thought I'd write the first one. And my dad still laughs. <laughs> um, honestly, never thought I'd do, do a book one. And when it came out, I was like, Woof. well, that's it. I'm an author. Never do that again. It was annoyance and aggravation that made me go, hang on a minute, do I need to bring this out? And of course, I spoke to a few people in my coaching groups and in the media, and I said, look, this is annoying me. And I got to, you need to put this out. You, you know, I've got, obviously, I've got connections. I've got stories. So if it can get people to get out of the way of their own selves, then I hate to sound kind of blasé, but I almost was obligated to release it. But no, I really, really never had any idea there'd be a second book. Do you have plans for a third book or beyond? Did anything else come out <laughs> while you were looking at this? And, you know, that's I'll put that on the back burner for later. Maybe maybe that's another idea. <laughs> oh, rest and sleep. Um, I've been doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of speaking gigs, getting ready for the launch of this book. So I would say at this moment in time, do I have any idea of a third book? I think the raging answer would be like a hell no. Um <laughs> But I don't know. Is something going to aggravate me and piss me off in the future that needs attention? Um, maybe I'm an easily aggravated guy. Uh, but uh, at this moment in time, no. I had also thought of not doing the audio version for this book because no. for anyone that's ever done an audio version of a book, it's not a nice thing. You're in usually a soundproofed room, no scenery. I love scenery. All of my house has natural light. So doing an audio book in a little thing that's like the size of a porter cabin, a little porter toilet, um, is horrible. So the idea of me doing a, an audio version was like, nope, not doing it. And there's been such an onslaught from people going, hey, you're doing an audio version? I now have to do that. So I hated it, but it did very well for me. More importantly, it did very well for people listening to it. So I will do an audio version, but that's the only thing that I'm focused on now, doing the audio version and relaxing. Now, with this new book, Go For Stupid, are you going to need to change some of your branding that you've already done around your first book, Blue Fishing? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, you see, I think I've always been very transparent. I've always been very obvious. Um, and I've always been impossible to misunderstand. I think this is an extension of that. I think we're in a world today where we go online and the first thing we do is to pretend to be somebody that we're not so we don't look too silly. And I'm there to say, hey, show up as you, warts and all, be you. Make it impossible for me to misunderstand who you are and what you're about. So no, none of my branding or marketing would change. And knowing what I know now, would I have still written Bluefish in the way it was? Absolutely. What do you think would be the biggest piece of actionable advice that somebody is going to take away from the new book? So I would like to see people think twice before they jeer, point, and giggle. 
you see, we see people online, they, they, they buy a new car and they, they, they will post it on Instagram. There's maybe a ton of people that won't even dare do that. And what do we do? We go, Oh, look at that sports car oh, midlife crisis. Oh, you've got a small PP here. And we laugh. Well, how about just applauding? How about going, Hey, you, you've worked your tits off for that car. Well done. Congratulations. You enjoy it. You know, why don't we start focusing on that kind of positivity rather than looking for an angle to actually hate and just perpetuate hate and negativity? Why don't we actually support and challenge someone when someone's got a podcast like yours? If someone's got a podcast, why don't we start sharing other people's podcasts? We can't have too much positivity in this planet, but we've got too much negativity in it. So I would like people to challenge, to support, to be open. It's like you you, you see your mate and you go, hey, how you doing? And they go, hey, I'm great. I'm fine. Well, why don't you just stop, catch a breath, look them in the eye and go, right, now that we got that out of the way, how are you doing? Why don't we actually pursue to find out what's going on in someone that we care about's life that we could possibly add to and assist. That's great advice. With your book, how can an interested listener find out more about it and where can they purchase it? So head over to Steve D. Sims. Um, you can even follow me on Instagram. I'm Steve D. Sims, D for dashing, and only one M in Sims. I'm Steve D. Sims anywhere you consume your media. I'm the exact same on Twitter, LinkedIn, anywhere, Instagram. I'm at stevedsims.com. Subscribe to the newsletter or follow me on one of those. It comes out on 18th of October. But if you want to be one of the first super duper people to know about it, text the word SIMS, S-I-M-S, to 33777. Now, sadly, that's only available for US carriers. But if you text me, you'll be the first person to know when it comes out. And it comes out on Amazon on the 18th of October. And if someone is interested in connecting with you further regarding um, you being a speaker or a coach, consultant, how should they contact you that way? Well, if you head over to stevedsims.com, I try to make my life very easy. You can find out about everything from Sims Distillery, uh, coaching, speaking, anything. It's all there. In fact, I've got the links up at the top. And there's one up there that just quite simply says, speaker and that'll give you all the information you need to know if you want to light your audience up fantastic well this has been great is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today yes do not buy the book if you just want to read it for a giggle i want people to implement an action otherwise it's a waste of our time well this has been great thank you again for joining us steve it's been a pleasure thanks for having me for listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding connecting with Steve, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast.
The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. 